This is a wrap for match day six of the English Premier League on Popsonity Podcast, where you get the best of sports information in vast, both present and past, from the best cast. Here, we do not just make noise like Vuvuzela. Instead, we use the right formula to analyze the stories, and that's what makes us popular. Stay with me, my good fella. And I promise you will enjoy the show as you listen using your cellular. Bate Barena Yalu is my name. 900 seconds of your undivided attention. That's all I ask. And I'll get you updated with the latest, the biggest, and the best sports stories making the headlines in the world of sports. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back in a jiffy. Yes, I'm delighted. I'm super excited that you are still there listening to this blockbuster edition of this podcast. Today, I will be reviewing the match day six of the most competitive and excited league in Europe, talking about the English Premier League. And I will not be doing this alone. EQ Annabelle, aka the Sporty, a student of River State University, a sport presenter and analyst at 103.7 XL FM, the campus radio, and also a product of the Next Media Star program, season 5, organized by the veteran in the media industry and former media officer of Rivers United, talking about Sami Wejian. Annabelle, welcome to Popsonity Podcast. Good evening to you, Bati. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to talk sports on your podcast. We're going to be talking about the English Premier League match day six review and what an exciting match day it has been. So I'm very excited and pumped to be here. Yeah, um, Annabelle, welcome to Popsonity Podcast once again. So each time you hear this sick tune, you know it is time to dissect, to analyze, and to take a microscopic look at all the actions that went down in match day nine of the English Premier League. And um, quickly, let's go straight into the pick of the action. A total of nine matches were played in match day six of the English Premier League. 20 goals were scored with the statisticians recording an average of two goals per match. Four away wins were recorded. Three games ended in a draw and one home win occurred. I will kick off the review from Stanford Bridge. That's the hit from Cancelo. Got a bit closer and then had a go. Came through for Jesus on the turn. And City take the lead. Gabriel Jesus maybe with the aid of a deflection. English teasing again. Spillaqueta missed it. Oh, that could have been 2-0 so easily. I think that's a good save. I think that's a good save by Mendy. Play on here might be a car for Christensen. When that comes back, might be even worse than that. Boy's cleared off the line by Thiago Silva to deny Jesus a second. It's a good clearance, isn't it? Offside by Alonso. Havertz, on he goes. Can he find the finish? Lukaku will, but the flag goes up. 
Yeah, I just knew he's offside. It's a shame. Jorginho. Kovacic looking for Lukaku. Great strength from Lukaku. Managed to offload it to Kovacic too. Mateo Kovacic. Oh, the deflection took it wide. Much, much more like it from Chelsea though. Got to go long. It's the first defeat of the season for Chelsea. The champions have come to West London and left with the points. Chelsea nil, Manchester City won. Yes, Chelsea nil, Manchester City won. Pep Guardiola finds the cure to Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea as Manchester City gets revenge against the European champions. Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Jesus netted the only goal of the match in the 53rd minute as the citizens beat the Blues for the first time since Thomas Tuchel took charge of the team in January. Let's now hear the post, let's take the post-match thoughts of Manchester City coach Pep Gradiola. Yeah, I just yeah, I just report but important ones, you know, the, the the king of the Champions League where they won it and the way we played. So the team always can uh, we can think and uh, play good or play bad, but always it doesn't matter where we play, we try to do it and today the guys were outstanding. So in, in this stadium against this opponent and uh, did what we have done and make me so proud and of course the result to, to this report. That was uh, Manchester City coach Pep Guardiola. Let's now take the post-match reaction of Chelsea coach Thomas Tuchel. Well, we, lo we lost. We lost the game and I think we lost. Did, uh, City deserved to win. Uh, I think for 60 minutes we were very, very, or until the goal, we were very, very strong in the last 20 meters of the field, but only there, unfortunately. And there are other like uh, 80 meters left where we were not not good enough today to escape pressure, to have uh, ball possession, and not only ball possession to breathe, but also ball possession to switch off play, to to hurt them, to um, and 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 uh, to grow in confidence. This never happened in the first half. Also in second half, and uh, okay, then then we conceded. Until then, we we defended very very well. Like I said, the the box and the goal was excellent, but this was the only part of the match. So the the performance was not complex enough. It was simply overall not on our very best level, and you need very best level to to push a game like this to your side. Uh, after the goal, it felt a little bit like more like uh, that. That the belief in winning is, is bigger than the fear of losing something. I don't know why. And and we, we tried to push and uh, got the crowd behind us. City got a bit tired and, and uh, we could create more deliveries and more situations around the box. Uh, then it was a very open game, of course, an emotional game. But like I said, never on our highest level. And that's why you cannot expect to get a result. It's always possible to turn things around and to have one delivery with more precision and, and to header maybe and get an equalizer but in general we, we can accept because uh, like I said it was not our best game. Thomas Tuko there, the Chelsea coach. Now Annabelle Pep Guardiola finally got the better of Thomas Tuko since the German tactician took charge of the of Chelsea in January. Where did Thomas Tuko got it to wrong? this time Manchester City 1 Chelsea 0 at Stamford Bridge 
Pep Guardiola finally got his revenge against the German coach Thomas Tuchel. Now, we all know Chelsea have been formidable since the start of the season, and especially when it comes to their defensive phenomena. Now they're able to get Lukaku. Lukaku has been firing in the goals for them. And even surprisingly, it was not just Lukaku who was putting in the goals. Now you bring it back to today when Chelsea played against Manchester City, the current champions of the Premier League. Now they couldn't get a single shot on target and that was what I felt was their problem because yes, they were still tight defensively, although it was a deflection that led to the City goal by Gabriel Jesus, but I feel it was the fact that they couldn't actually Replied the goal that Manchester City had already gotten. Um, Romelu Lukaku, Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, they were quite um, wasteful on the ninth. Uh, in fact, they didn't have any shot on target combined. The whole Chelsea team didn't have any shot on target. So it was really the attack that was their problem. Because when you look at the Manchester City side, playing against the Manchester City side, you know that they are very good when it comes to the attack. They don't have to have that lone striker to actually um, get them goals. Anybody scores goals for Manchester City, it's, if, if it's Ruben Diaz, if it's John Stones, anybody can score the goal. But today, it was surprising to even see that they were not able to score more than one goal. And that's all thanks to you know Chelsea's brilliance at the back. So, Pep Guardiola finally got his revenge. Um, Thomas Tuchel was obviously looking to get 4 out of 4 against Manchester City. Sadly... For him and his boys, that wasn't the case. It's three to one; <laughs> they still have the edge. But when you bring it everything together and you look at how it affects the Premier League title, you see that Manchester City were able to get this win against Chelsea. So they they kind of have this courage that okay, we are still in there. The Premier League is still very much open. It was I think it was just the attack that really messed up Chelsea because if they were able to at least reply, they would have been able to hold on to a goal. At least pick up the points from this fight, from this um, fight, <laughs> from this um, game to at least get a point, but they couldn't, and sadly they couldn't even get any shot on target. I keep emphasizing this because how do you play the match and you do not get a shot on target? It was clearly your attack that was the problem, and that was Chelsea's problem on the night. Yes, um, top-notch analysis there from uh, EQ Annabelle. Annabelle says that um, it's the attack of Chelsea that was the problem. What do you think was the problem of Chelsea? You can go to Facebook and drop your comments. The Facebook page is um, just search for Bate Barina Yadon. You see a post that I put up there. You can drop your comment. I will take them before the end of the podcast. Nana, let's now shift our attention to Old Trafford. Way by Dallow. In towards Hawes! Armand to affect him, but he gets so far beyond that front. In there, he just gets a yard off Edison Cavani. They deserve Aston Villa. They've been terrific today. I'm asking, are any of the players going to come up? In front of the Villa fans, there is Bedlam in that end of Old Trafford. He is. You see Dean Smith. Is at this place. Bruno Fernandes missing! Penalty kick, he's got Cristiano Ronaldo stood around him, he had to expect that from Bruno Fernandes. Aston Villa off the hook, big time! Yes, Aston Villa gets the better 
of Manchester United. Bruno Fernandes missed a stoppage time penalty as Manchester United deservedly lost 1-0 at home to Aston Villa from in front of 42,602 spectators in attendance. Now, uh, let me come to you, Annabelle, on this one. The last time Aston Villa win at Old Trafford was 12 years ago. And judging from the fact that since Ole Gunnar was appointed Manchester United manager in March 2019, he has not won any trophy for the club. Now the question is, Annabelle, should Ole Gunnar like the fans has been glamouring, should he be sacked? For Manchester United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, well, you know, most of the fans have been clamouring only out, only out, only out. Yes, he has his part to play whenever the team um, faces a loss. He's the manager, he definitely has a part to play. But you look at the game today against Aston Villa. Individually, Manchester United have very good players. Um, it then boils down to how the coach decides to use his players and the kind of formation he decides to use. Now, today against Aston Villa, Manchester United wasted a lot of chances. Greenwood particularly was a bit selfish um, in the game. Had a couple of chances where he could have at least passed to another teammate and probably would have been, um, they would have been able to get a goal. But that wasn't the case because he tried finishing off um, the play and unfortunately he couldn't get to the back of the net. And then Popova was also, um, he also had a couple of opportunities but he couldn't get a goal. Manchester United were quite aggressive, you know, um, but when it came to the final third, they couldn't actually get the ball at the back of the net. Yes, only Gonasoshka has been given a lot and lot of opportunities. The transfer window, he got the opportunity to sign players he wanted. Most of those players he signed because they were the players the fans wanted. And most people would ask if he actually has made the right signing because he signed to um, Donny van der Beek. He has been keeping him on the bench, already giving him the opportunity to play. Yeah. So for Manchester United today, unfortunately they lost the game. Bruno Fernandes got the opportunity to level the game in, in the very last minute of the game at injury time. But the the worst part about that was that it it wasn't even a saved penalty. It went totally to the moon. I mean, it went like a rocket up in the sky. So bad day for Manchester United. Then speaking of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer again, he is not the most tactical coach. Most times he comes off, um, he comes across as clueless. He's not the most tactical coach, and what pains me is the fact that he doesn't try to boost the players during games. He's normally seated, crossing his legs. But when your players are not getting the game plan right, when they're not doing something right, you're supposed to be on the touchline, you know, cheering them on, um, trying to, you know. Um, give them instructions on how to make the game better. You do not necessarily have to wait until it's halftime and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer really doesn't do that and that's one thing that really makes you a bad manager, I feel. Then again, Manchester United had over 28 shots and then only 4 of those were on target. You look at Aston Villa, they had about 7 shots and 
you know, Aston Villa are also a very good side. They're not an easy side to play against. They're a very good side with all the additions they made um, during the transfer window. So it wasn't really, it wasn't going to be a game where it was going to be super easy for Manchester United to win again. Mm-hmm. But then again, there are so many things Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could have done different, which he really did not do. And then Popova playing Popova in the left wing, that's not where he plays. You know, he he has a way of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has a way of not um, being able to manage his players he has lost he has lots of players with quality but he doesn't know how to manage them and honestly if he's not able to get a trophy this season then there's nothing he's doing with the club again if he's not able to get a trophy this season there's absolutely nothing he's doing with the club again says Annabelle brilliant brilliant um, analysis there from my analyst Annabelle, thank you for that one. Andrew Stanson and Abdullah Duko were on target as Everton beat Norwich, beat Norwich City, who are rock at the bottom of the table with no points. Two new, it finished at Goodison Park. Rafinas Eligo in the 19th minute of the first half turned out to be mere consolation goal as an own goal from Junior Fipo and a stoppage time goal from Mike Antonio and sure West Ham United beat Leeds United 2-1 at Elland Road with 36,417 spectators in attendance. Jamibao is called a hat-trick but one of those goals was an own goal as Leicester City settled for a 2-2 draw with Burnley at the King Power Stadium. It finished 1-1 between Watford and Newcastle United at Vicarage Road with 20,650 spectators in attendance. Newcomers Brentford head Liverpool to a 3-3 draw at the Brentford Community Stadium as Mohamed Salah hits his 100 goals mark for the Reds in 151 Premier League appearances. Wolverhampton Wanderers secured their second win of the season as a lone goal from Royal Jaminex in the 61st minute ensured the Wanderers pocket all three points at the St. Mary's Stadium. Arsenal claimed consecutive Premier League victories over Tottenham for the first time since 2014 as they eased past their North London rivals. 3-1 goals caused by Eminia Smith Rowe, Pierre Emerick Abomayang, and Bukayo Sako Saka. Young Ming Song netted Tottenham's consolation goal. The program for March Day 6 will be concluded by 8 pm on Monday when Crystal Palace will host Brighton and Hove Fabian at Sehors Park. Now, here are the full results for March Day 6 of the English Premier League. Manchester United new, Aston Villa won, Chelsea new, Manchester City won, Watford won, Newcastle United won, Leicester City 2, Burnley 2, Leeds United won, West Ham United 2, Everton 2, Norwich City new, Brentford 2, Liverpool 2, Southampton new, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, and Arsenal 3, Tottenham Hotspur 1. Uh, here are the fixtures for match day 7 of the EPL. 
Manchester United will host Everton at Old Trafford. It's going to be Burnley versus Norwich. Chelsea will host Southampton at Stanford Bridge. It's going to be Leeds United versus Watford. Wolverhampton Wanderers at Moloney will host Newcastle United. It's going to be Brighton and Wolverhampton versus Arsenal. Crystal Palace versus Leicester City. Tottenham Hotspur versus Aston Villa. West Ham United versus Brentford City. And Liverpool at Anfield will play hosts to Manchester City. Wow, that's going to be the biggest game of man of match the seven of the English Premier League. Um, Annabelle, thank you so so very much for finding time to be my guest on this electrifying episode of Popsonity Podcast. I'm so so delighted that you make out time to be on this show. What's your parting shots, Annabelle? I've had an amazing time talking sports on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Bati. It was actually my debut, and of course, I hope to be here some other time. Well, it was very interesting match day six, like we've and pretty much analyzed already. And trust me, the rest of the match days are going to be just as amazing. So, guys, make sure you stay tuned to this channel for more and more sporting content and of course it's one game football without violence so when you go to the viewing center to watch your games make sure you do not <laughs> throw a fist at somebody thank you once more for having me thank you annabelle i'm so happy that um make your debut and like you said you also have um I will also invite you some other on subsequent episodes to join me. I know that the fans actually enjoyed your analysis. Yes, I'm going to do something before I call it. I wrap it up. This one is for all the Manchester City fans for them to be able to beat uh, Chelsea's Thomas Tuchel side for the first time. For all the Manchester City fans, this is for you. Manchester City. When I'm enjoying this um, Manchester City anthem. Well, this is where we we'll call it a wrap on today's episode of Sanity Podcast. You can follow me on all social media platforms on Facebook, Bate Barena Yalu, on Twitter and Instagram at Pomsonity. You can send me a DM on WhatsApp via 0806 Stay out of trouble. Bye bye.